Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive, a show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Death Note. Today we will be discussing episode one titled Rebirth. All right. We've come uh, we've come back around. We're doing a new show, having a new discussion start up. Uh, we're getting into Death Note. I'm so excited to talk about this. This is one of my favorite shows of all time. I love it so much. It is so captivating, so clever, so exhilarating. Like, it, it, its concepts are so spectacular. Its story is so compelling. Like, and it's just so interesting and so different from anything. Like, America would never come up with something like this. <laughs> like, American animation studios would never, ever think of something like this. And this is just... I, I always love when anime does this. I always love when I'm watching an anime and it's just like... This would never come out of America. Not in a million years. Like, if you went into an American animation studio and pitched Teenager Murders People with Magic Notebook, you'd get laughed out of the room. Like, they'd just be like, what, what is this? This is a stupid idea. Go away. But Japan, like, you go into an anime studio and you pitch uh, Teenager Murders People with Magic Notebook, they're like, yeah, cool, let's make that. And it's amazing. And it's great. Like, honestly, I swear I'm going to talk about the show itself in a minute. But I just want to give this little introductory to tell you, like, how I got into Death Note. This was kind of my gateway drug to anime in general. Like, I, I watched this for the first time as, like, a teenager. And at that point, like... I wasn't really that into anime. Like, my biggest examples of anime were, like, freaking Pokemon. <laughs> like, just stupid kid stuff. And because of that, I kind of had this opinion of anime where it's just like, oh, that's just this weird uh, offshoot of kids' entertainment. Like, children like it. But eh, it's kind of like a, this weird thing. Like, eh, like if you, when you get older, you kind of... Eh, you're not you're not into it anymore. Like I kind of had this whole like, oh, that's kid stuff mentality. And then my brother sat me down and basically forced me to watch this show. 
And I watched it, and I was just like, oh, shit. Anime can be that? <laughs> anime can be that? That's what anime can be? Okay. And then, like, fast forward to today, and I mean, I'm not the biggest anime nerd on the planet. There's plenty of people who can talk circles around me when it comes to anime, but I certainly have a massive amount of respect for that art form. Uh, but yeah, this was really, this really was my gateway, my gateway drug to anime as a whole. And boy, does it start off good. This first episode is great. It is a brilliant introduction to that world, to those characters, to the lore of this show. Uh, I should say, on a technical level, before we get into the creative stuff, uh, the animation in this is hauntingly beautiful. It's great. It's really spectacularly drawn and really, really beautiful and intricate and amazing. Uh, also, the voice acting is great. Uh, I watched the dub of this version, which I know that's like a controversial thing in the anime world of subs versus dubs. A lot of people are just like, no, dubs are horrible. Like, subs are the way to go. You can only watch subs. And it's just like, I, I kind of get that mentality because there are a lot of awful dubs out there. <laughs> there are a lot of, like, really, really bad English dubs. Like, to the point where it's totally understandable that they get a bad rap. Uh, but honestly, like, for me, anime is such a visual medium that when, when I'm watching and I have the choice between a sub and a dub, I'll bite the bullet and watch a dub just so I don't have to have my eyes glued to the lower third and can just appreciate the entire image. And, yeah, you're kind of rolling the dice when, and let me be clear, like, subs are not a deal-breaker for me. I just do dubs when I have the option. Uh, I watch the sub of Attack on Titan, for example. Uh, but you do kind of roll the dice when you're like me and just go with the dub by default. Uh, so, there are dubs out there that are just bad. <laughs> there are dubs out there that are just like... Oh, should have watched the subversion. Should have watched the subversion for some not terrible voice acting. Death Note, however, this is one of the best dubs of all time. Like, it is genuinely great, genuinely amazing. It's so well acted. Uh, they really embody these characters very, very well. They really translate it well. I can't remember who plays Light in the dub version, but they do a great job. I'm going to look this up while I'm talking. Uh, but it's really, really solid voice acting. Let's see. Um, portrayed by... Nope. That's... Uh... Oh. Voice by uh, Brad Swale in, uh, in the dub version. Yay, Brad, wait a minute, is that, no, that's, that's in the live action. Who the hell plays him in the dub of this damn anime? I need to know. I can't remember 
the guy's name. I am a dumbass. I don't know what anything is. Hold on. I, this is bad radio, I know, but I just, I need to figure this out. I need to figure out what this is. It's going to bug me throughout the entire rest of the episode if I don't find that information. Let's see. Let's try. Oh, no. It, it is Brad Swale. Um, I don't know why... Uh, I don't know why I thought it was just the live action. Um, he is listed on IMDb as the voice actor for Light in the in the dub. Okay, that was my bad. I had it right the first time. Anyway, he's great. He's great in that role. I I, I love him as Light. Uh, also, I gotta say, that theme music. Okay, so there are two theme songs for this show. One for the first half, one for the second half. There's a reason why I use one for the first half in uh, as the theme for this season of the Television Archive. It's so good. It's so great. I love it so much. Like, it's just, it's such a good song. It's such a good song, and I adore it. Uh, but anyway, diving into the actual meat of the episode, eight minutes into this discussion. <laughs> uh, this episode, like I mentioned, does a great job of Basically establishing everything you need to know. Like, this doesn't really have any, like, big thrust of story or anything. It's really just sort of setting the stage for what we are going to get. For the journey we are about to go on. Uh, they do a great job, first and foremost, of establishing who Light Yagami is. And his overall mission to use the Death Note to rid the world of criminals and create a new world of people he deems worthy. And he will become the god of this new world. And it's just like, you can kind of tell throughout this half hour that like Light Yagami is kind of spiraling a little bit. Like before he finds the Death Note, he's just some normal honor student. He's just walking around, living his life, getting good grades, uh, just being a kid. And yeah, he kind of expresses disgust at the world around him and how terrible certain people are. Like, you hear, you see him listening to, like, news broadcasts of, like, Oh, another person got murdered today. And he's just giving monologues about how, like, the world is rotten and all that. But it just, it doesn't sound much different from the average person uh, displaying disgust at uh, uh, the downward trajectory, or at the seemingly downward trajectory of society. It doesn't sound that different from some guy in the street uh, grumbling about how there's, like, mass shootings every other week. Like, it's just normal guy expressing totally understandable disgust at uh, how terrible people can be and how monstrous and evil humans can be. And then he finds the Death Note. And then he starts to use it. Like, and I also love how this show, a lesser show would have gone, oh, Yep, totally legit, not gonna question this notebook falling out of the sky, uh, saying I can kill people with it. 
Like, I'm not going to question it at all. Let's write a name in this because the plot has to start. Like, a lesser show would have absolutely done that. But here it's just like, no, this is clearly a prank, right? Like, there's no way. There's no way. It's a notebook. And they say I write the name in it. And 40 seconds later, they die of a heart attack. Unless I write a cause of death. And then it's like 6 minutes and 40 seconds. Blah, 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 blah. Like... And then it shifts when Light starts to test the notebook out. And you see him, like, writing the name of that uh, guy holding the daycare center kids hostage, uh, which is an excellent scene. And he just writes the dude's name on a whim. And it's like, let's see what happens. And then 40 seconds go by, nothing on the broadcast, and he's like, ha! I knew it. And then the reporter's just like, oh, wait, shit. Uh, the hostages are running out. The special forces are moving in. Uh, yeah, we're, we, it, we've just confirmed that the guy is dead. No one shot him. Uh, the, the witnesses say he just collapsed. And then he's just like, oh, no. And then you kind of see, like, everything shifts. Like, it becomes, it stops being theoretical. And then it starts being a very, very real thing. And then he starts rationalizing. And it's just like, well, obviously I have to do this again. Just to make sure that it's real. I have to make sure. Uh, and then he just like, he's at his like night school. And he's looking at uh, some bully. And he's just like, uh, maybe I should, maybe I should test it on him. No, I, uh, I, I should, I should refrain from using it on someone I know. But then, wait a minute. Would it even matter? Because... Like, uh, there's no logical thing to trace back to me. And also, I mean, look, like, uh, people would think I'm doing them a favor if people like that were just to uh, drop dead one day. Like, uh, I'd be doing society a service. Like, he's just sort of justifying his actions. Justifying his actions. He's, like, writing, like, a couple names of this notebook and like justifying, justifying, justifying. Uh, we see that excellent scene where we have this one guy attempting to rape a woman. And I mean, if you're going to test out a murderous notebook. Attempted rapist is a pretty good subject. <laughs> like if you're testing out a notebook that kills people, pretty good Test subject right there, because that guy, that guy's about as bad as it gets. And then he writes the dude's name in it, because the dude loudly proclaims his name. And then, like, has a thing, he writes out a very specific cause of death, like, truck crashes into him and all that, and exactly what he wrote happens. And he's just like, oh god, that settles it. And then, like, once he realizes this is for real, he has, like, 30 seconds of just, like, oh, my God, I'm a murderer. What am I doing? Oh, no. Am I, uh, oh, am I a monster? Like, and then immediately something in him just cracked. And he's just, like, no. I'm doing the world a favor. This is exactly what I'm thi- I've been thinking about. I can make the world without injustice. I can make the world without evil. I can make this world of kind-hearted people. And then, like, it just builds and builds and likes giving all these monologues, especially when you get into the scene with Ryuk, which, oh my god, Ryuk's a whole nother thing. We'll get to him in a minute, but, like, 
And then he's, like, giving all these monologues about how he's, like, just systematically, just one by one, writing the names of, like, the world's most dangerous criminals, like, just over and 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 over again. Constantly. And... He's just on his way to making this happen. And then he just drops the mic of like, and I will be the god of this new world. And then you just kind of realize, oh, wait, like, I mean, this dude's right. He's right in his like general ideology. Like he can understand why he would make this leap into it. But then like he drops that I will be god of this world line. And it's just like, oh, yeah, no, this dude's lost it. <laughs> this dude's absolutely lost it he's absolutely insane he's gone nuts he has gone absolutely nuts and now he's just like yes i will be god i will become a god it's just like oh my god this this show (laughs) it starts out and just does not hold back in any way and then there's ryuk this Really cool looking Shimigami. Uh, that just sort of shows up. The design on him looks incredible. He looks very, like, strange and dark and a little terrifying. Uh, the voice behind him is great. Uh, he really likes apples. <laughs> and I just love the whole... This whole story's happened. This whole story started... Because Ryuk got bored and dropped a death note into the human world. That's how this started. And Ryuk is just kind of just sitting there. Like, he sort of gives Light the Crash course of just what happens to him. Like, oh, you'll you'll experience the pain and whatnot of uh, people who write in the notebook. And uh, when it's your time to die, it'll fall to me to write your name in my notebook. And also, you cannot go to heaven nor hell when you die. Uh, and, like, all that. But mostly, he's just like, oh, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna sit here, and I'm gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna enjoy the chaos that I created. And I'm just going to let it happen. I'm just gonna let it happen. Like, occasionally, I'll ask a question. Maybe I'll Maybe I'll participate if need requires, but for the most part, like, I'm just, I'm the audience right now. I'm just watching. Like, literally, this big, like, demon god of death is the audience surrogate. Think about that for a second. This show, man, it goes all in. (laughs) It goes all in on its ideas. It really does, and I love it. Uh, But yeah, this episode does a great job. It's just sort of establishing everything. Laying the groundwork. And, uh, boy. Let's just say it escalates quickly. (laughs) Let's just say it escalates very, very quickly. And leave it at that. I'm very excited to get into all of this. This is such a good show. This is such a good show. Uh, anyway... If you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in 
as well. It's simple as just to push a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if it feels inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd, TomTom4468. And support the show, patreon.com slash thomasclark. That's just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. If you become a patron, you can also get access to uh, the Television Archive Supplemental, which I'll be putting up there once every month. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support this show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, tomorrow, we'll be discussing Episode 2. Talk to you then. Hey, guys. We have a lot of fun here discussing teenagers murdering people with magic notebooks. But while we sit talking about our favorite Japanese media, Asian Americans across this country are suffering from a monstrous wave of hatred, discrimination, and violence. This type of bigotry is nothing new. It's existed for, well, pretty much as long as America has been a thing. But it has increased dramatically over the past year in the wake of the COVID-19 pandemic and the hateful rhetoric of former President Donald Trump. Average, everyday Americans are being targeted every day for no reason other than the way they look. And they need your help. If you would like to help put an end to this horrific trend please go to GoFundMe.com slash A-A-P-I and donate whatever you can. That's GoFundMe.com slash A-A-P-I. Thank you.